Hi, this is Tom Sone, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. And you know me, I always bring out the big guns when the big topics are on the table. And this is possibly the biggest gun of all, and he won't mind me saying that. I have brought for you today Paul Champlina, who's the founder of Landlord Action. He's the biggest name in landlord law, action, defense. He's the star of Nightmare Tenants, Slum Landlords. He's probably heard that a million times. He's one of the biggest people in the lettings and landlording industry. And I've brought him here for you to talk all the way through legislation, law, changes, rent reforms, private rented sector, and all that stuff that is smashing us landlords to bits. So Paul Champlina, welcome to the Anonymous Landlord Podcast. Tom, thank you. What a build-up. Flattery will get you everywhere. Pleasure to be here. (laughs) Well, thank you for giving up the time. I know you're super busy. So if it's all right with you, I'm going to fly straight into this. And by the way, just as a quick edit, I forgot to mention, um, we'll keep this bit out, but would you be all right if I use sections of this for the forward of my book to really hit the le- legislation and law? Yeah, yeah fine, you can use some of the quotes, no problem. Thank you very much. Right, back into the podcast. So if it's all right with you, we'll fire straight into this and ask some serious questions that landlords and letting agents are worried about right now. So. I'm going to let you do all the talking, mate. I hope you don't mind. This is unusual for me. Talk me through what you think the biggest challenges that DIY self-managing landlords are facing right now and what you think they're going to be facing over the next five years. Look, I've been acting for landlords uh, for about 30 years, 31 years. I issued my first possession claim in 1991 when I worked for a law firm in, in London. I wasn't a solicitor, I wasn't clever enough to be a solicitor, didn't want to be a solicitor, but I, I was quite entrepreneurial and I set various different businesses up. Uh, basically, being a landlord now is the hardest it's ever, ever been, period. Landlords have taken a battering. We know, we know, that, for, we know that for a fact, in the sense that you've got uh, the word being called a landlord is a dirty word. It shouldn't be a dirty word, but actually we, landlords are needed more than ever before because we have a social housing crisis. But property management is the hardest it's ever been. You know, I go up and down the country. I worked out, I, you know, I do a lot of public speaking. I've done the best part of five, 600 seminars up and down the country in, in 20, 21 years. Being a landlord is really difficult. You know, there's been more legislation than ever before. Sometimes legislation is for the better. It raises standards but you can only bring legislation in if you have enforcement. It doesn't help that I'm on a program called Nightmare Tenant Slum Landlords, but those slum landlords are criminal landlords and there's far more bad tenants than there are bad landlords. Let's be very clear about that. I decided to say that, Tom, at a tenants uh, forum, which didn't go down too well, but hey ho, I'll tell it how it is. <laughs> but you, you know what, it, it's, I say to landlords now, and newbie landlords that are in the game, 
user letting agent, user letting agent, use them for full management, okay? Finding a letting agent, the decent letting agent, is a job in itself. And there's a whole much stuff you've got to do with regard to looking up online with regard to their Google reviews or all agents, what's their local reputation, what's their full terms of business, how quickly do they pass the monies on, what pop tech do they use, you know, what does full management include, you know. There's a whole load of stuff you need. Cheap is always expensive, but on the horizon, what landlords have actually hit, you've got landlords that have been hit with Section 24 tax. That's not going to be pulled back. That's going ahead. Great coffers for the uh, for, for the Treasury. You've got, obviously, the Renters Reform Bill, which we'll touch on, and I'm quite heavily involved. Uh, where I do a lot of advisory work with the government. The banning of Section 21, big deal. Periodic tenancies, big deal. They're the big two major things. But you have to have provisions in place. Landlords have got to have confidence. Then, of course, in the debacle of Liz Trust, where she completely, I was going to say something else, uh, cocked it up. Mortgage rates went up. All of a sudden, landlords were having to pass those rents on to tenants, the, the rise of rents. Historically, landlords don't put rents up, period. And then, of course, what has happened, and I see this firsthand, and I'll tell you what my later on in the, the podcast, what my job is, because people think I just evict tenants and I'm knocking on doors, and I don't do that. I do it for the TV show and I do lots of media, but I've got 20 staff at Landlord Action, regulated solicitors that are doing that. We are seeing a record amount of landlords leaving the sector, but that creates opportunity. And obviously we go into 2023, Tom. I think that there will be a little bit of a correction in the market, maybe 10, 15, there's gonna be no crash, no crash in the million years. I'll tell you why, because demand, is at the highest it's been. You, you're an agent, you're based in Portsmouth. I trained an agent, a very well known agent, two weeks ago, Winkworth's at the head office. I trained 10 of their offices and I'm always engaging with landlords and letting agents. One agent based in Clapham had 42 applicants to one property. One in Bow had 28 applicants. So actually for landlords, if you look at this as a business and you put a price on your time, that's the most important thing because do you want to take a call from your tenant that they're pissed and they've lost their keys at five in the morning, you know, to go around there or that the boiler's broken down. Can you get an agent to do that? I'd rather get an agent to do that. That's a no brainer. But actually, if you think about where we're at now, at the end of 2022, you've got landlords now having a pool of better tenants than ever before going for their properties. So even if you bring them down to the best three out of the 20 or the 30, or whatever it may be, wherever you're in the country, it means you're getting the best of the creme de la creme. And then what's happening is these tenants are bidding against each other. They're doing an auction, which has never been heard before. So you're getting more rents than ever before, right? And I have to remind landlords because unfortunately, landlords do have short memories. You know, as I said, I've been doing this for 30 years. We Landlords have had cheap money for a long, 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 long time. You know, but of course their costs are going up, you know, mortgage rates are going up. And then of course, and everything we haven't even mentioned yet, on the horizon in 2025, you've got the EPC upgrade changes, part of the Green Deal. That is going to be a big challenge as well. So there's all these challenges, and the only way that you're going to overcome these challenges is have the right people around you, the right suppliers and the right knowledge, and have the right people to help you manage your property. You know, if you've got one or two properties, you've still got to be and think like a professional landlord. Totally agree with you. And it's it's like I was saying earlier that, you know, I try and encourage people to set everything up from the beginning, almost like a property CEO, like a property business, where 
you know, your tenant is your customer, your property is your product, and your management is the service that you're giving them. Mm. Even if you're a self-managing landlord or a managed landlord, yeah. you've got to have that same mentality. So you've mentioned a couple of big ones there, like Section 21 abolishment, that's huge. Periodic tenancies, that's huge. EPC changes, massive. Among all the other stuff that landlords are currently facing right now, and most of them don't even know it, do they? Well, they don't. I mean, look, you've got a 12 point plan on the renters reform bill. OK, and what's actually happening is, is under that renters reform bill, the whole port that it's been brought in has been brought in to raise decent home standards. The decent home standard is they're saying that 21 percent of, of properties in the private rental sector do not reach a decent home standard. Believe it or not, they are saying and I've and it surprises me because I've been on, you know, I was on ITV uh, two weeks ago with Dan Hewitt and I've done previously where he was exposing the social housing market and how bad those properties are. Supposedly, the private rental sector properties are worse than the social housing sector properties. I don't actually agree with that. But that, you know, a tenant, 100% is your customer. Without a tenant, none of us will be here. There's no landlord, no letting agent. And, you know, on average, a tenant is paying 31% of their income towards their rent, Tom. Yeah. Next year, that's going to go up to 40%. You've got gas and electricity bills that have gone up 66%, food 16%. Everything's going up. You've got inflation hitting 11%, but on average, people are getting wage growth in the private sector about 4 or 5%, if they're lucky. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, we've got a really, really, really difficult year next year, 2023. And I'm not a doom and gloom merchant, but I have been around the block a bit and I've been a bailiff, <clears throat> I've done evictions, I've been a prime investigator. I'm now, uh, you know, uh, uh, on a, I'm a chief commercial officer of Hamilton Fraser and we act for over half a million landlords and 20,000 letting agents. The reality is next year- Do you know what you're doing? I, I, I know what I'm doing just about, right? And But one thing that I always do is I engage with the customer. I'm all about the customer, you know? And next year, rent arrears are going to go up, period. Right? You don't have to be a brain of Britain to work that out. Landlords are exiting at a pace I've never seen before. So 26% of landlords that use us at Landlord Action serving a Section 21 notice are doing it because they're selling. But there are other landlords coming back in. But the problem you've got, our first time buyers buying those properties, most probably not, or we don't know what percentage. And of course the deals and the 95% mortgages, they don't exist. And then, so there's there's a lot, a lot of challenges happening. And then of course the cost of living crisis. And amongst all of that, we have a rental stock crisis, yep. you know, and I try and engage the government. I write lots of stuff. So I run, a website with Nigel Lewis, who you would have heard of, who's a journalist, called Landlord Zone, which is part of our part part of the websites in our portfolio, and we engage and we speak in it. And I will, I you know, I put a post out the other day on LinkedIn, I had about twenty five thousand views on it about the rental stock crisis. It is really, really, really bad. It really is. And yes, you've got bill to rent, which most probably makes up to about 4%. Yeah. And they reckon there's about a quarter of a million properties in pipeline completed and in planning. But it's, that flow's not coming through enough, unfortunately. Uh, and then, of course, the unintended consequence in all of this, Tom, and I tell government, and it is the civil servants and the government's change, and we've had more, we've had more housing ministers than you've had hot dinners down in Portsmouth, right? is 
you might have a really great tenant, you know, and the name of the game for a landlord is no news is good news. As long as I get my rent, as long as I can get access to my property, the tenant's looking after my property, and I'm not being bombarded with requests, because as a landlord, you have to make sure that property is safe and, and secure, and, and you have to carry out repairs most definitely. I'm happy. But the problem you've got is that you might have a really good tenant. I might be your tenant down in Portsmouth, Tom, and I might have been with you for nine years, good as gold. And you might put the rent up once or twice because you really want to keep me mm -hmm. as a tenant. Because what keeps a landlord on awake at night? Rent arrears and void periods. Now, void periods don't really exist now because of the stock of the market and they're going yeah. so quickly. But then what's happening is you as a landlord, the smaller landlord, the one to three landlords that own 85% of properties out there, I've had enough. And you know what? I'm a bit worried there's going to be a recession next year. I'm going to cash out. Yes, I'm going to get hit with capital gains. And that is something that's always the biggest bugbear of a landlord, of course, tax, we don't, you know. But then I'm going to have to serve a Section 21 notice on you. I need to sell that property with vacant possession, not with tenanted, because I need more money for that mm. property. So what's going to happen is you're going to see a lot more of that happening. And then on the periphery, when Section 21 is going to be abolished, 110% is going to be abolished, right? In two years' time, when they put the, the a, a bit like the dates they've done in Wales and in, and in Scotland or whatever, when they bring that date in, what will happen is because the government won't be able to get the messaging right and they have to rely on us, and there's so many people that just don't understand it, is landlords will panic. Yeah. And what will happen is they'll start whacking in Section 21s before they're not allowed to use it because, of course, you have to have, uh, they're going to use different grounds under Section 8. I've just seen, I've got to do a comment on it actually with Nigel. He's just sent me the link of the proposed new grounds. There's going to be about 22 new grounds, I think. Uh, and you, if you want to move back or you want to sell your property, that is a ground. But it's panic. And that's the problem that you have in our industry. Is that, is that, are those proposed new grounds any different from the ones in the Renters Reform Bill? Yes, I mean, so I put a thought, so I, I, work, I was on one of the working groups ages ago, I've been so many working groups, I forget which one I'm on. <laughs> I was on one about access. access yeah. You'll know this as an agent, trying to get mm -hmm. access to a tenant is a killer. Oh yeah. And you know, trying to do a gas, gas safety inspection or whatever it is. And as a landlord, you've got to do a paper trail. You've got to make sure WhatsApp, this, that, whatever, and show that you're a decent landlord. You're trying to carry out works or carry out inspections, but the tenant won't let you in. So that should be a ground rather than breach of tenancy under ground 12, you know? So they need to update the ground. They need to make more grounds mandatory. And it is all about giving tenants greater security, but there's a myth in all of this. The myth is on average, a tenant stays in a property for four years and two months. That's a fact. That was as of last year. So they're not standing for six months, 12 months. Yeah. Landlords want tenants, good tenants, to stay in their properties as long as possible. And that's it. And then they want to build a rapport up and have a good relationship, but make sure that the tenant feels that that property is their home. And the more yeah. that they feel it's their home, the more secure they'll be. But, it, you know, it is, it is really tough for tenants. It really is tough for tenants because rents are going up cost of living is going up. If you've got a landlord that's selling their pro your property, so a lot of it you're driven by the property to secure a property. And then if you if your landlord's going to sell and then you've got to leave, you know, then you've got to try and find another property. And actually that property might have been really good and actually under like, below market value rent. And then you've got to try and find something else. And then you, or you have to go out the area or you've got kids that are having to leave their school. I mean, that's really stressful. You're taking kids out of school because 
tenants have to leave property. So I do really feel for tenants. I do. Yeah, I do as well. And I think I think that's why I think that's why my mindset is all about treating that tenant like a customer. It's all, it's all a business, isn't it? So if you look after that tenant, then they're going to pay you for a long time. Same as yeah, a customer. Does. I mean, if they're a genuine tenant and they fall on hard times, they've engaged with you. And yeah. then, you you know, and we haven't even talked about COVID. I mean, COVID was mental. I mean, you yeah. know, we were obviously the court bans and we started up four businesses at Hamilton Fraser during COVID. We started up, we've got a really good, uh, something that I really wanted to start up for a long time, which was a passion of mine when I was running Landlord Action, all those years ago i wanted to set up a letting agent advice line yeah there wasn't any decent ones out there a lot of them are out there are basically legal helplines not yeah. letting agents so we set up a really good uh, agency uh, helpline called hfassist.co.uk it's 20 quid a month 240 quid a year you get access to experts that have got over 25 30 years of experience in the lettings industry and they will speak to you in a lettings agent's language and you can talk about scenarios you get free legal docs you get 24 7 uh, advice line related to tax as well great and i wanted to make sure we did that because the amount of letting agents small letting agents that don't they may not belong to obviously a trade body but they don't have access to an advice line is actually quite yeah. common really it's bearing in mind they're having to manage all these properties i'm interrupting with an important request use my lettings team to find your next tenant to fully manage your property or both it doesn't matter whether you've already got a letting agent and you fancy a change or you just want to find a good tenant email me direct it's tom at sonegroup.co.uk or use my property team to find you a good buy to let property off market below market value high yield buy to let properties join my buy to let vip list and we'll send those buy to let properties straight to your email again contact me direct it's tom at sonegroup.co.uk or you can message me through my Facebook page or just comment below and we'll contact you. Yeah, and I think it's a, you said at the beginning, you know, choosing a letting agent is actually quite difficult because you don't yes. really know what what level of knowledge and experience that letting agent has unless they tell you. Or, and or, me, or you can ask them questions. So, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, I might rent out a couple of properties and I use an agent, whatever. Obviously, I'm, I suppose I'm an agent's worst nightmare because obviously I just grill them. <laughs> yeah. But you've got to go on a gut feeling. But I expose dodgy letting agents. I've done it on the show. I've done six series on the show and I've, I've gone into letting agents with film crews that end up stealing rents. <clears throat> I represent the property redress scheme. You know, we have a thousand complaints a year. 25% of complaints is about poor management service. Uh, you know, so, and we are the biggest redress scheme out there with over 17,000 members. So I think that when you go in, you know, it is the biggest decision you're going to make giving your, your property to a letting agent because you're giving the keys away. There's no substitute or recommendation from another landlord. You need to make sure you know what they're going to do with regard to their terms of business. Go into their office, make sure they've got, they belong to a redress scheme. They've got client money protection, which is like what we offer. So that if they do end up closing down or going liquidation, your rents are covered, you know, make sure they've got PI insurance, possession indemnity insurance. How many properties do they manage? Do they, got, do they belong to a deposit scheme? You know, what inventory systems do they use? What property technology do they use? Do they pay your rents on time or do they hold on for it for 10 days? I mean, there's a million and one different questions you can ask 
And I think that, you know, do not go cheap. Cheap is always expensive. You know, the one that's asking for 5% full management. I agree. Cheap is always expensive. I'm a big believer in that. But take your time in instructing an agent. There's loads of agents out there. And I think when Roper comes in, regulation of property agents, which has been kicked into long grass, I think that that will increase the level of expertise because all agents will have to have a, a legal qualification. That's not mandatory at the moment. I think it will happen in a few years, but it will be. Yeah. The, the Renters Reform Bill, I think, takes preference at the, over that at the moment. Yeah, I agree. And do you know what? We're talking a lot about um, maybe traditional landlords becoming modern landlords, but I think it's the same with agents. You know, traditional agents need to become modern agents using technology, systems, and processes. And 100%. and I think if you're a landlord that wants to progress and wants to keep properties, I think you've got to match that with a good agent as well. But I think I think also, and you say you've got about twenty percent of your listeners are of agents out here. Mm. You know, and I train agents up and down the country on how to attract more landlords to their business, and I look at their systems and their offering, and also just the way that they their language to landlords as well, which yeah. is really important. I think that you've also got to look that when you use a letting agent, are they a buy-to-let expert in your area? You know, because of course of what, what you'll be looking to do, what you'll be looking to do is you will also be looking to do, you will also be looking to do is it, you'll also be looking that you might want to get more below market value deals. You know, can they source them for you? Can they get the best mortgage rates for you? Yeah. You know, what do they know about that local area? You need to tap into that knowledge, which is really important. You're right. And you know, this isn't a plug for my business at all, but what my, my business does have a property broker. That's what we call it, where we go out and source properties, just buy to let, just buy yeah. to let properties. What in your area in Portsmouth? Yeah, in the area. I do quite a lot up in the Northeast as well. Okay. Um, but we I've got I've actually got a really good guy who's one of our biggest advertisers on landlords and they're called landlord sales agency they buy oh, yeah. and sell landlords but I'll put you in touch with them actually yeah really please good. do that yeah and that's exactly it and and because I'm a landlord and a property investor myself I yeah. only really do buy to let most landlords and property investors really they just want buy to let uh, they don't want to get into the big refurbs and the complicated strategies they just want a good property to buy and rent out and so I think that if you're a landlord looking for agents, the first thing you should do is find out if the agent themselves are landlords. 100%, definitely. So we talked a lot there about what's coming, what landlords are going to be battered by and are currently being battered by. What about you? you know, I think you said you're a landlord yourself. So Well, yeah, I've, only got, I've got a couple of properties. I mean, I'm, it's really weird because I should have bought a lot more properties than I did, and I didn't. And it's really weird because when I set my business up 22 years ago, I set it up with nothing. I set up my old business partner and I went on a complete, I went on the maddest journey. And actually all the money I made, I plowed back into the business. And it was one of these things with, and I've got mates, I've got one of my mates, one of the biggest landlords in Brighton. He's, he's got almost a thousand tenants, right? I've got mates that are massive in property and they're always calling me up asking for advice and all that type of stuff. And I, my biggest regret is I didn't build a portfolio. I mean, obviously I've been successful in other way and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I am going to be doing some other stuff. I'm, most of all, I'll be a lot more active next year and stuff. But my mindset has been, I'm one of these people, I'm all or nothing. So I thought if, I, if I'm going to do property, I would have to do it as a business. Nice. I'd have to, the time to do it and focus and whatever. And I never really had, the, I know it's really strange. I never really had the time to do it. I could have bought a property. Don't get me wrong, I've bought property. But if I do it, 
I have to have a clear mindset and I couldn't oh, yeah. do it. I mean, obviously if you're a letting agent and a landlord, they fit hand in hand because you're coming across deals. It makes sense, yeah. you know, and they, they fit. Uh, when not with me, because I was a service provider and then, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm 51 years old. I started work at 16 years old, left school, no qualifications. And I'm still now, I still got the passion now that I used to have. I'm a workaholic, you know, I travel all over the country. And I think when when COVID happened, Tom, I really struggled. I thought, bloody hell, what's going on here? You know, the first lockdown. And we're actually, stupidly, I'll just show you it here. I built this extension, right, during lockdown, right? The worst decision of my life. I'd not <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> and I, uh, when I was in the first lockdown, a day before we broke up, so that was the, I mean, lockdown was the 23rd of March, 2020, 22nd. I said to the management team, I said to our staff in the boardroom, so we've got over 240 staff at Hamilton Fraser. We have all these brands in the private rental sector. We're one of the biggest organizations. I said, you have to engage with customer. We don't know where we're going. No one knew what was going to happen. And for me, I was doing a podcast, Zoom, Facebook Live webinar every single day or every other day. Right. Because the first, I, I thought, what is going on? I, I really struggled uh, mental health wise, you know, thinking, what's going on? I'm going to be out here stuck at home because I'm used to traveling. Yeah, I suppose. Especially when you, like you say, you're you're all or nothing. You're, yeah, you're I am all or nothing. Yeah. A million miles an hour, and then all of a sudden we're stuck and yes. all these restrictions. Yeah, but luckily we sort of seem to be moving away from it but, now. But Tom, we were lucky though, because I have to remind landlords and letting agents, because again, they have short memories, right? Yeah. What happened was, we opened up, was it the middle part of May 2020? Our industry, the housing market opened up where if you think that's two months after lockdown. And then what happened was, when no one could have predicted it, is they gave a stamp duty concession. So of course the housing market and the sales market went ballistic, but we were in the midst of a pandemic. And of course, if you didn't have, if Rishi Shunak didn't bring in furlough, it would have gone tits up, you know, everything would have gone. And I think that that support was amazing for the industry. If you bear in mind the travel, the hospitality, the retail, they got battered. Yeah. You know, so we were quite lucky. People still need, yes, I think in, in the resi markets, you had the student market, which really got hit. And then of course, guarantors, because of course, students didn't go back to universities and they were signing, they were signed up for contracts. And I was getting loads, I was getting calls daily from landlords, letting agents and tenants literally reaching out to me and then landlords were doing amazing things but of course good i mean i set up a, a section with nigel in landlord zone saying uh, landlord heroes because we had landlords that were doing rent free periods of buying shopping really helping tenants and of course it was all about bad tenant news you know bad landlord news and all that so we were quite lucky but then of course the, the guaranteed rent the rent to rent market that got battered as well because yep. of course those operators weren't passing the money on and you had people with an hmos and foreign nationals that went back home so there was empty properties so they was it but you've got to realize we got off pretty lightly as a resi market compared to the commercial property market which yeah. i did predict from day one was going to get really hit badly and it did yeah. but it really hit badly it really did and and you're absolutely right i'm glad we're sort of moving away from it but i think now we're going to start experiencing the reality of what that was all about and what that is going to infect the property market with all of that experience but no, I appreciate that. Just just wanted to sidestep slightly and ask you, um, you deal with a lot of landlords. I'm talking more about the, the landlords that have serious problems with tenants, right? So you deal with a lot of them. Can you give me an example of a time where a, perhaps a DIY landlord, a self-managing landlord, traditional landlord has got into some shit? Okay, so how long have we got? 
<laughs> so look, so look, Landlord Action's been going for 22 years. We've done the best part of 30, 40,000 cases. Wow. This year we've done 2,200 cases, the busiest we've ever been. Next year we're going to be busier. We're struggling to find staff all the time. Uh, a DIY landlord, I mean, even agents, they get notices wrong, don't get me wrong, but we get that instructor. Half our business is agents, half landlords. We do work for big corporates, insurance, all that stuff. You'll get a landlord that won't put a deposit in the deposit scheme. And that only came out in April 2007, Tom. Right? Yeah. Right? Still not putting deposit deposits again. Forget about all these other laws making. Like, that's the, the biggest problem. A landlord that doesn't have the proper contract in place. Yeah. That doesn't understand what the Deregulation Act is, the How to Rent EPC Gas Safety. So you can't serve a Section 21 notice, which is an issue. Um, and then, of course, you know, referencing and a landlord, you know, they've gone on to a portal. You know, tenants are really, really savvy. So, yeah. you know, we get, to, I'm not going to say the portal because I end up getting sued, but you get tenants that will go on a certain portal. And then, I mean, now it's all changed because the agents are calling those landlords up because they want those properties because there's no stock, right? But an agent, a landlord, he advertises a property, a do-it-yourself landlord. And some of these guys have been doing it for years. I think the guys that have been doing it for 20, 30 years, they're really experienced, but do they want to change? Do they want to carry on? And I think that a lot of those landlords, even if they don't want to sell, they're now looking at, and there is opportunities for agents. And I say this when I train agents, there is portfolio landlords out there that you can you can get the full management for because they don't want to sell it. They don't, no one in the family wants to do property management. So, but they want it to run because, of course, the legislation, which is obviously a real big bugbear for landlords, are not understanding it because, of course, you can be fined or you can't serve a notice or whatever it may be. But you know, a landlord that he might advertise property in a portal, and you get age, you get tenants that are so clued up. They ask more questions to the landlord than what a landlord should do to the tenant. And they find out if they're an individual landlord, the one or two properties, they're a little bit desperate, they need to rent out because they've got the mortgage to come in the end of the month. And then they might pay, I'll pay three months up, but really they're a serial bad tenant. We expose them a lot on the TV show. Someone that goes from one property to another, stay as long as possible. You know, the worst serial bad tenant guy we had cost six landlords £148,000. You know, and I exposed him on a TV program called Inside Out on BBC One. And that was 11 years ago. God knows what's happened to him since. Landlords don't do referencing properly. And really my advice to you landlords and letting agents out there is get rent guarantee insurance, a no-brainer, two, three hundred quid. You pass a reference, they qualify for it. And you, you know, the rent, they normally cover two and a half, three grand a month you get your rent and then they cover legal uh, eviction and we, we do work for insurance companies you know uh, on that so i uh, bearing in mind you've got a cost of living crisis i think that you know agents have a duty of care to their landlords say look we recommend a landlord don't want to pay it you know and then of course he gets a bad tenant and then that's his fault but i think do-it-yourself landlords don't reference properly you know there is some really good prop tech out there that can really help you but yep. affordability is really important and i would say to landlords as well tom uh, and i always i always hear this from agents that oh we can't pass on the referencing report to the landlord because of a breach of, of gdpr that's incorrect if you've got a referencing report on behalf of your landlord me as a landlord i want to know it I want to see that and I want you to explain why you think I should take that tenant because I'm going to be guided by you as a professional. But do it yourself, landlords. Uh, yeah, a lot of the time they can get the they can get the referencing wrong or not understanding. A lot of the time it's naivety, yeah. but it's no form of defence, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm with you. And what I call the ultimate landlord, the anonymous landlord. It's the name of the podcast. Yeah. It's the name of my book. It's the name of the whole mentality and mindset that I'm trying to... You're educate. not the secret landlord on Twitter, are you? 
No, no, no. Oh, I'm the anonymous one. landlord. <laughs> like, like for me, the anonymous landlord is the landlord that has the right people in the right place doing the right things for them. Yeah. So that the landlord isn't being that hands-on, I'll do, you know, because no one invests in property because they want to be a letting agent or a tenancy manager. No one does. So that, that's my goal, if you like, is to get all traditional landlords, whether they're DIY landlords or agent managed landlords to be anonymous landlords. Mm. And so I'm going to put that back to you and I've, I've explained that for a reason. Mm. How do you think, given your mass of experience mm. and stories and examples of what can go wrong for landlords, mm. why do you, what, what could you say to every landlord to say, go and be a fucking anonymous landlord? Uh, I, I would say for a landlord, if you've got one property, you want to go on a journey, I think next year we'll open up some more opportunities, i.e below market value deals that are more reasonable. Well, you know, <clears throat> I think there'll be more opportunity next year. I agree. The biggest worry is mortgage rates, obviously, is I would say you have to put a price on your time. Put a price on your time actually can equate to being an anonymous landlord, right? You sit in the background, you get an agent to do everything. And actually, if you want to grow and build your portfolio up, you need to, like I said, I couldn't do it because I was focused. I was doing yeah. all this stuff. You've only got a certain amount of bandwidth. I want to build a portfolio up. I want to build a port, whatever it is, whatever my strategy may be, commercial, uh, short, whatever, you know, uh, shared accommodation, whatever it may be, I want to have a mixed portfolio and be diverse, whatever. I can focus on that and I can look and I can property source, I can network, da, 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 da. If I'm doing property management, like for example, say, let's say I've got an HMO, right? I've got 10 people in an HMO and I am hands-on. I'm old school, hands-on. And I've got that old school mentality, but I've just started being a landlord and I've built my portfolio. I'm not going to have time to be able to do that. You know, property management for an HMO is the hardest thing ever, ever, ever. You're yeah. putting eight or 10 different strangers in an HMO, you're <laughs> referencing them, you're doing all the paperwork, you're doing all the compliance, the fire door, this, that, whatever. There's all the cost, 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 cost. And then what you've got to do is you've got to hope everyone gets on with each other, right? Because they're all pure strangers. They're from different walks of life. They're different cultures, belief, uh, religions, right? Different work patterns, you know? And then what you are, you become a social worker, a mediator, counselor, okay? You have to be able, and you have to be a people's person. So you've got to, I think you need to learn early. And I say this to all my landlords, is that, you know, if you're going to be a landlord, go early on or whatever, use an agent for management, understand what they're doing. And th this is the problem with letting agents. They don't peacock and showcase what they do. They don't talk about it. And actually, historically, letting agents undercharge too much for what they do. If you actually would charge for the amount of hours you spend doing a tenancy, you know, uh, 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 managing a property is actually very, it's very cheap for a landlord. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, but surely, uh, surely from a landlord's perspective, you know, I could save that 70, 80, 90, 100 pound a month and do it all myself, right? Look at the time you've got to spend. Yeah. Right? And this is where it is. So I, I put this question to uh, David Cox at Arla. I said to him, I said, do a survey to your members and find out how much time they spend on a six month or 12 month tenancy. I bet it's 90, 100, whatever hours. And that's the pre-let stuff, the advertising, deposits, this, that, whatever, inventory, you add it all up. It's hours and hours and hours. And that's what agents need to do when yeah. they're showcasing, try and get full management. You know, 60, 70 quid a month is not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things, whereby you don't do absolutely one thing. All you're doing is look in your account to see the rent's gone in, and that's it. It's or like you're getting a call, or you're getting a call to say, you've got to pay for this, or you've got to pay for that, and it, that comes with the territory. But you've got a business plan as a landlord. You've got to have 
a business plan you've got a you you you, you know there's some really good platforms out there you know uh, there's mashroom alphalets you know there's a lot of there's a lot of self-management platforms out there obviously open rent all that stuff whereby you see how your portfolio is performing i mean there's a really good platform called Lendlord, where you can actually see how your portfolio is working on a daily basis really you've got to embrace property technology but if you haven't got the time to be able to do it or you don't really understand it just get an agent to do it but yeah. then get the decent agent and that's a job in itself yeah and you know i always describe a letting agent to a landlord as more of a you're it's like an insurance policy isn't it you're not actually paying for the letting agent to proactively do these things what you're doing is you're paying for the letting agent to have out of hours emergency services in place paying for the letting agent to train up and learn all about legislation and changes yeah. and updates and so on to keep you compliant as a landlord yes yeah, right. you're protecting the landlord you're protecting the landlord that you're not going to get fined by the local council yeah. or you explain what an hmo license is and how that works you know yeah totally with you yeah so look there's a ton of information in there and when i'm going through the editing on this it's going to be a lot of stuff to dissect so i'm hoping that a lot of landlords can take from this your advice your insights your opinions as well but i just want to share with everyone that at the beginning of this paul said to me i'm not really into plugging my companies I'm not really into plugging and selling services and all of that i'm more into educating i really want to educate landlords and letting agents on how to be modern landlords and letting agents or anonymous landlords and letting yeah. agents cha-ching um but what i'd love paul is in the essence of education how can you help people how can i well look i, I look I, I would say with landlords and letting agents get up to date with the news what's going on so subscribe to our website landlord zone doesn't cost you a penny landlordzone.co.uk we've got a brilliant editor as in nigel lewis who also writes for the negotiator what's yeah. happening on a daily basis legislation landlord all that type of stuff trends you know there's other good websites like landlord today and property 118 and really good websites understand that you know and, and that's the same with letting agents you know get up to speed with what's going on i think that markets change areas change investments change clientele change you know i think as a letting agent so i'm going to speak to a letting agents guys out there mm -hmm. you know one of the biggest complaints that landlords have about letting agents is a poor management service and poor communication right make sure you communicate properly with your landlords and show your value of what you're doing and how you're doing it you know and that you're that you're with and actually the mindset is is you want to be with that landlord on their landlord journey not just for that ast that six or 12 months you want to be with them you know you want to help them grow like you're doing we're doing some property sourcing and you're growing it and you're being transparent and you're a vital expert and you know your area and you know portsmouth and you know all the stuff that's happening you guys you know agents have to be experts in their areas right and of course they've got sales departments and stuff like that so i'd say you know i, I still say landlording is a really good business you know and of course you know i have landlords I, I, i've done a structural change with regard to companies and all that stuff but i do worry that the governments and a lot of the legislation that has come through have come in from tenant groups you know yeah. and i understand that but when you're on the ground and you see it and you, you really smell it, and uh, I worry that the biggest worry for me, yes, it's going to be tougher for people financially next year. That, I mean, that goes across the board to everyone, really. Oh, you always know there's a problem, Tom, 
when there's loads of strikes that go on and there's loads of strikes that are happening. But you know things are going wrong when you know barristers start striking. Yeah. In the middle class, barristers start striking. So next year is going to be tough for people, but people need to sleep somewhere. Okay. So I think that as landlords out there, really what you need to do, it's not easy. It's harder than it's ever been. Again, 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 but price on your time. And if, if you are paying an agent 70 quid a month instead of 30 quid a month, right? 40 pound a month, 10 pound a week for them to fully manage your property 24 seven, cover it, deal with it is a no brainer. Yes, there's gonna be costs and you've got to build in your costs, but also as a landlord, you have to have an exit strategy as well if you want. But actually, if you think about the, the, the lack of stock that's gonna be happening, mm -hmm it means that landlords are going to be getting more rents than ever before. That's a reality because it's supply and demand. Do you know, I did a, another episode last week, actually, only last week. It was about landlords getting through a financial crisis or property investors as well getting through a financial crisis because a lot of people just stop investing and they leave yeah, their money they in the wait, don't they? Yeah. And, I, and my one of the points in it, I think there was seven points or eight points, whatever it was. But one of the points in there was that hey, you know, you might have to settle for 5% return on your investment for the next couple of years, yeah. rather than 15% that you've been enjoying. Mm. But something is better than nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, on that, on that point, I was, I, I think I say on every webinar or every podcast, so I apologize if people have seen this before, but I'm a big believer in this and it, and it, it, it backs up what you've just said, Tom. As landlords, it's a long-term game. Yeah. You, it, it's not short-term, it's long-term. And as landlords, you can't you can't eat steak every day of the week. Sometimes you've got to eat egg and chips. It ain't that bad. I love that. And that's just made me hungry. So on that <laughs> note, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast episode there. And I wanna say as well, Paul, thank you very much for giving Pleasure. me some of your time today. And on behalf of all of the landlords and all the letting agents listening to this, go back and listen to this episode again with a pen and paper start writing down your to-do list and what you need to start putting into place and especially landlords there's going to be things now over the next couple of years coming up that are going to be really challenging from a legal perspective from a financial perspective from a landlording perspective mm. so paul is here he said go to your go to his website paulchamplina.tv go and check him out watch his videos listen to him learn and be the best landlord you can be paul champlina thank you very much for joining. thanks tom keep well and that now concludes another episode of the anonymous landlord